It's time to wrap our tentacles around the worlds of entertainment and give it a good squeeze. This is the Squid Fellows Podcast. Uh, hi, my name's Andy. To the right of me is Christopher, and to the front of me uh, is Maher. And uh, this is the guys that do stuff on the thing, and we're doing it. We are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is Chris, and after Andy farts right into the microphone. Oh, so delicious. <laughs> wasn't directly I on my asshole. All, I hope you can all smell that, because I can. And I can taste amazing. it. amazing. Just wait. I'm going to be talking about the Dark Knight Metal comic, which was kind of a couple-year run. And there's going to be spoilers, because the only way to talk about it and the impact is to have spoilers. It's a warning. It's a warning, but it's not a very stern warning. Yes. So, basically, it's culmination. They build up to it, and it's basically just the Justice League gets back to Earth. And they go back to Gotham after they've been in space, and there's a giant mountain in the middle of Gotham, and it's destroyed the city, and they're trying to figure out where it came from. They go inside, they open it up, and they find these people frozen in this machine, and the machine just freaks out at them, and then Hot Girl uh, shows up. Girl. That bitch. Hot Girl, yeah. Oh, I thought it was and, like some skimpy I mean, blonde hot. with I mean, she is, saggy she is ass they, triple Z. Is she half Hawk? No, she's like so. She's basically been her, and, her and Hawkman in this iteration are two people that have been granted immortality through like a fluke, and they keep dying and then being reborn and then coming together. Finding so they're love Phoenix and dying people. Again. Oh, yeah. So but do they have? Do they, wait, do immortal. they have wings? Yeah, sometimes. They so sometimes if a names. regular person was to make fuckies on them. They don't have the wings all the time, though. There's, like, something that makes them bring... All right, well, what if you were, like, bring your wings out, baby? I don't think it works that way. It's orgasm, then. (laughs) Would that be bestiality? So the only way to bring your wings out is to fill your diddle. She's a woman in every other way. She just has wings. Right. So so, so there's Hawkgirl and Hawkman? Yeah. He's... So... So he gets his wings once in the morning. And then maybe twice or three times during the day. And she obviously also gets yeah. 20, 28 cents less uh, to the dollar. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Not fair. No, Whatever. No. All birds she deserve... probably has less feathers. <laughs> All birds deserve the same amount of money. less feathers. I mean, I know yeah. she's not putting as much work in, but no, she's not. we'll figure it out. Ah. But, uh, so basically... Logistics. They, they show up, they take the Justice League to the Hawk Island. <laughs> There's a whole lot of them. It's basically there. There we go. <laughs> Where they introduce kind of... I guess I still am an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> always will be. So she takes them to this island, and basically she introduces the big concept of this, which is a dark multiverse. So oh, know what the there's mul- only dark people there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys know what the multiverse theory is, right? That every comic book has been using for like the last 20 years? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So universities and uh, universities. Universities. College. Yeah, universities. Yes. 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 So, Teenagers rule the world. So it's D- anime. So DC limited themselves to 52 universes. So in order to expand that, they have a dark universe. We're not a number. Where all the hopes and where all your worst nightmares, your darkest desires come true in a world but then that world gets destroyed 
So there's no permanent uh, How am I supposed to masturbate anymore? Masturbate quickly. So you just have as much unprotected anal as you want with, yeah. at a but gay pride parade yeah. and it just gets erased. Are you kidding me? All anal is unprotected. <laughs> Who the fuck would use a condom in the butthole? Uh, well, America's the birthplace of AIDS for a yeah. reason. <laughs> All right. So we'll say Joseph didn't use a condom on Mary when he was performing anal sex and his, his, his semen dripped down to, to her <laughs> pussy. That's why her hymen was still intact. Basically, she introduces the concept, and she basically says that all these special metals, including that she has a shard of ninth metal, nth metal, and she says these are all from this dark multiverse, and that's why they can do all this physics-defying crap. Mm. And she then basically sets the plot and says Batman has been targeted through time by the evil god of the dark multiverse to bring his champions over so he can take over the rest of the multiverse and bring everything down to his level of evil and darkness. And as she reveals Whoa. that, Batman steals the metal and runs away. Fucking stealing thief <laughs> punk bastard. It's because the whites get away with everything. So actually, he triggers a robot to attack them, and in the chaos, he steals the metal and runs away. And then they end uh. up tracking him down eventually. Swell. But by the time they track him down, it's too late. He's already been tricked. And he basically explains how he's been prepared for this his whole life. And then he's been tricked, and he be- becomes the doorway. Wonder Woman and superman get knocked out and they introduce the other big concept which is evil versions of the characters from this temporary universe they can basically have any character be do whatever they want be as evil as they want and they introduce the core evil batman with the newest one and the one that made it through the whole series being the batman who laughs uh yeah which is a combination of batman and joker fused basically as one that's hot. That's that is sexual. So it's all the training. That is sexual. Well, he's super sexual. His outfits, like, very goth dominatrix. Like, he's got, Ooh. like, spikes helmet. He's very got a bunch nice. of robins on chains with spikes. That's what I'm wearing right now. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And so he, uh, he's kind of the... Oh. So, yeah. And so basically they... I am this. wearing just a collar right now. It says daddy on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little disturbing. Well, uh, you're holding the leash. So. Nuzzles and wuzzles. <laughs> beggars Woo. can't be. Beggars, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars somewhere. either. You're always a beggar. You're a you're an e girl now. Aye, puppy. You're a certified e girl. All you need is some blush. Ah, jeez. So then it cuts back to Wonder Woman and Superman waking up a week later, and there's these towers of people, and they're all being drained of life, and it's basically all gone to shit since they since everything went down. And they then basically form some rescue parties and they go to do various collecting things. So Wonder Woman goes to collect more nth metal for a mace. Cyborg and some other people go to try to find help. And Superman goes to to rescue Batman. Superman almost gets trapped and then they get saved uh, because it was a trap. And then Wonder Woman gets trapped, gets ambushed as well and she almost dies. So basically, it all goes to crap, and it ends up with them fighting in a giant mountain where the where the bad guys are trying to sink the whole uh, universe down. And basically, the Wonder Woman rescues Batman and Superman, pulls them out of this thing called the World Forge, and they arrive wearing the Medal of All Creation, and it turns the whole battle around. They end up winning the battle by uniting together and like pulsing out a wave of hope or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And a wave it, of hope. And it, and it basically it rebuilds <laughs> all the multiverse uh, from all the destruction that's happened, and it breaks this barrier wall. It's a whole thing, and then it ends with them all celebrating how they won, and 
explaining how things are only going to get crazier and worse. Yeah, it. so it was kind of the big thing that, that DC did in the recent time to kind of kick off a whole new world for them. And it's kind of failed. Like, their new characters that they created, none of them have really taken off. <laughs> like Safe Space and Snowflake? They didn't try that. Those are my favorite, you fucker. <laughs> they hey. Were, they, were, they were that desperate. but they, I they, think I'm going to need to take a break because you told me that you didn't like them. I need a break. I need a break. I need a space. That I can I'm a gender-neutral superhero. <laughs> but uh, the big thing What's that they that? did... It's a bird? It's a plane? It's uh, we a can't Z. say it's not politically correct. It's a Z. <laughs> How can you say that bird doesn't identify as a plane? Yeah, you don't know. Uh, or that plane doesn't identify as a tree. So yeah, and the other big thing was the dark multiverse stuff. Mm. And they kind of, they've been using that to keep going, and that's kind of what the seat, the follow-up stuff has been is all about. Dark. Dark multiverse and mm. stuff. The one, and it's drawn really well. I think it's a really kind of fun, crazy, all over the place kind that of That is comic. a big thing for me. If a comic's not drawn to my specifications, then you don't, then not, not going to read it. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to help well, me. Well, half of it is the drawing. It definitely, yeah. yeah. I think a lot least. of, I think even more so of it is the drawing because I've read shitty comics with horrible dialogue. Oh, for sure. With awesome drawing, and for sure. I'm like, I could still cream to this. Well, it's my- the same thing as it's the same concept as like, watching a visually pleasing anime that has a bad plot. The one thing that they did that I really don't like is to kind of fully understand what happens. You have to read all these other comics that are tie-ins related to it, but aren't directly a part of it. One well, of the coolest drawings is in the tie-ins, but it kind of is annoying. You have to buy, like, four other compendiums to kind of fully understand what's happening. So are you willing kind of are you, uh, would you be willing to do that? I did it. Yeah, it so other people will do it. Yeah, but and I, don't I think like that, that is though. part of the fun of it. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to make a story that you can fully understand without having to read a bunch of other stuff. I think it's kind of neat to tie a lot of other crazy shit into comics because it makes it kind of like a video game with side missions. And uh, also, I'm retarded. Yeah. Ah, well, another buzzword. I I like that one, but though. I am on the spectrum. But that one is correct. So it's a lot of fun. It's crazy. The biggest, <laughs> neat. The biggest thing they did was probably the dark was the evil Batman who laughs because yeah. he's like the other main bad guy in the in the thing they're doing right now. So he's the one who essentially like plunges everything into dark. So he's basically the soullessness and callousness and kind of cold heartedness of the Joker with mm. the planning execution and all the skill sets of batman in his right. world in his way in his way of describing himself is he's the perfect apex predator that sounds fucking terrifying back, but he knows how to deal with everything like in his universe he kills his entire justice league <laughs> when he becomes the evil joker what a bitch and ass the way the way he kills the superman in his justice league is he lures him to the tower where his son and his wife are there and then he throws things black kryptonite at him and it turns him evil like it, it turns oh, does it have to be psychotic black? and he rips lois lane apart like Oof. that's how he kills and then he kills superman after he kills wait his wife. superman he kills Oof. his wife yeah he gets superman oh. and his son to rip lois apart and then he kills them so, you get to so black that? black kryptonite in a way like he he throws the he, he throws the kryptonite at them and then it kind of so black kryptonite is kind of black so black kryptonite is kind of like anti-viagra it's like hey are you sick and tired of uh, not killing your wife? <laughs> or murdering her horrifically and ripping her in half? Here's black kryptonite. It's a black pill. You take it, and, and then, then you, you do murder. Yeah. 
So, so you'll have an erection the entire time. It's like Probably. the Matrix. Except I would. You have to yeah. deal I with would. the consequences of reality. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Superman doesn't have to deal with consequences of reality. Uh, he's but a he's god. got nipples. He does in this. But he has vestigial nipples, even though he's a superhero. He does in this. There's also what does that say about him? You think you Superman go. has small nipples? You don't think he, every, he's an alien? Every, he might have dinner plates, every, every dude. Animation, every time they straw him, he does not have big nipples. He's he might have. Uh, yeah, he might have a dinner plate. <laughs> he's got like the Lewis huge pecs, but then little little nips. Yeah. Yeah. They never draw wow. him. They never draw them with the dinner plates for nipples because that's weird. Could have a deal. Do you think well, Superman has a big cock? No, definitely no, not. No, no, probably no. not. He, he wasn't sent to Earth to reproduce. No, that's was, not. No. <laughs> Wait, for his planet. If we were out of for for a Kryptonian. Six, for a Kryptonian, how do you think? He, for a Kryptonian, do you think he has a big cock? For a Kryptonian, I think he might have a big maybe. cock. Maybe the sun gives him superpowers, but shrinks his penis. It takes quite a penis to be a journalist. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably give it five tentacles because it is a lot of fun. It's Wait, five out of what? Six. It's six, but there's also two arms. So in case there's anything so amazing that it deserves the bonus arms of a squid, we can well, give we it can those give extra it two. But yeah, Neat. I would say That's it's great. five. It's a lot of fun. It's all over the place a little bit to kind of read the tie-in stuff, and it all makes more sense. The tie-in stuff is mostly really good. The backstories of each evil Batman is probably my favorite tie-in thing that they did. Because it's kind of people. isolated... They're kind of like comics about their backstories, and they're really kind of interesting and kind of a dark take on regular DC stuff. But it's a lot of fun, and it's basically, if you're going to get into DC comics, you got to read this because it's the basis of almost everything they're doing now. Yeah. The big tie-in is kind of the basis of Dark Multiverse, Batman Who Laughs, all that kind of stuff. Dark. Well, that's fucking neat. That's good. I'm yeah. glad they're going that route. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying it. Yeah, they don't they're want not you. like Marvel, who keeps rebooting everything every single Well, Marvel's, Mar- <laughs> Marvel is bullshit now. DC is still not bullshit, at least with yeah. the comics. Yeah, the next new Spider-Man movie is going to be based off of his fucking college orientation. <laughs> By Spider-Man. <laughs> it's going to be like 85. From home. It's going to be a lot like... Spider-Man it's going to be cor- Corona. It's going to be. It's gonna take place in a Zoom meeting. Spider-Man in college. And we're all going to fucking watch Spider-Man graduate college and nothing's going to happen. Spider-Man tries out for soccer practice we're all gonna be proud moms spider-man Yay. becomes a transgender <laughs> spider-man they fucking have, they probably have a multiverse spider-man who's transgender now probably yeah probably no he's called spider-man's gender but yeah i like it um, <laughs> and yeah that's about all i got it's interesting i didn't go into huge detail yeah. but spider-man it's worth the read and it's definitely a lot of fun Uh, it's me, Andy, and it's my thing. This is my thing that I'm promoting. It's Schultz. Andrew Scholes. I think it's Scholes, S- like the orthopedic foot. It's like S S C H U L Z or S. So he's a Jew. He might be uh, one of those. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. That's a short uh, stick. Fuck! I don't know if I want to promote stick. this anymore. He has this uh. YouTube channel called Inside Jokes and it's it's absolutely fucking it's fabulous. I have no idea how it hasn't been red flagged or fucking canceled. There's how big n- of a name is he? Uh, decent a decent name. He was on MTV for the Guy Code. But how many how, yeah, how many followers and shit does his YouTube thing have? Because uh, if he's got a lot, fuck of if I on know. There, give me a second. But also, but also, not gonna ban him. oh dude, there's shit that he should be banned for on this. 
Yeah, but, but if you bring enough viewers, um, they'll kind of look the other way. He was on Guy Code. Can you let give me? No, his, I can't. He was on Guy Code. Uh, he's got like 1.4 million subscribers. Oh, yeah. Is oh, that a lot? Yeah, they yeah. totally wouldn't. So all they're doing the, is demonetizing him. They're yeah. not gonna ban him. They're not gonna. They're not. No, they're not. They're not. They're not demonetizing him at all. It's crazy. It's it's insane what they talk about. And so inside jokes. It's called inside jokes. And what Andrew Schultz does is he has like three or four comedians come on the show, and they pretty much just kind of pitch the jokes that they can't say in crowds because they'll get they'll get booed off the stage. They'll get fucking tomato. Well, who the fuck? No, who the fuck Italia. would bring? They'll get, they'll get, they'll get Twitter. Right. Do people? Do, wait, hold on. Do people still bring tomatoes to I shows? I think. I think after uh, Maher's people kept blowing stuff up, they just didn't let anyone bring anything no. into anywhere. No I, 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 oh, stop <laughs> tomatoes. No I still goats. bring tomatoes. You might have, you might, no tomato, pressure. I still cookers. bring tomatoes. You might, paint, you might paint a tomato to look like a grenade, and you go, "No, it's just a tomato," and then you just. No, nah, I shove a tomato up my ass three weeks before the I show just to make sure it's pickled. I can't bring my pressure cooker to an opera. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Come on. I need to pressure cook this pork shoulder. That <laughs> sounds like a load of garbage. Pork is haram. I don't eat pork. That's right. So, You're so, so I will say, I will sell. I will, I, I, I will say that Andrew Schultz's show, Inside Jokes, mm-hmm. is an, an incredibly safe place okay. for uh, new and old comics to test out jokes that just fucking won't work on stage, but will work for comics. So if you're a comedian and you watch a show and they say the joke right in the beginning, you're going to think it's fucking hilarious. I thought they were fucking hilarious. My friends thought they were hilarious, but that's because we have zero morals whatsoever. Okay. You have to work a crowd. If you say something like, these slaves built the pyramids, these slaves built the Taj Mahal, I'm super stoked that I have tube socks, that ain't going to work out. Why not? Because. It's not our fault the slaves are making the tube socks. Well, the slaves are listening. <laughs> no, they're not. You know, actually. <laughs> you might have to worry about, you know, some Chinese. It's but it's funny. It, it, it is really great, and they break down the joke. They really, they really break it down to an intellectual level, and they they try to um, make it crowd ready, is what they do. It's just a bunch of comedians so, pitching jokes that they can't say in public. Do they make them sayable? They do make them sayable, okay. which is really fantastic. And and if you're a budding comedian, and if you're if you're really you know, trying to get out there and you have a lot of offensive jokes that you don't think you could say, just watch this show because it really does break it down. It's really nice. So is it like, so it's like the stuff they used to do in front of crowds where they used to beta test jokes. Yeah, you beta test. Crowds, but now they have to. Yeah, but now, now, because... now if you beta test a joke in front of a crowd, you get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Canceled. Ooh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you try shit like that, you get fucking canceled, and it's impossible. And um, this kind of brings light to how comedians kind of work together, mold their jokes, because you can't just fucking walk up and be like, uh, bloody, 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 racist, homophobic, transgender. Well, okay, well, you, you can't can just, you can't do that. Out. You can't do that. Okay, you, you, well, he's black. <laughs> I'm white. Like, he's I can't just do like, that. He also pre-exists the cancellation culture you can't really get it well you could still get you could still get canceled 
you can still get jerking off in front of Louis C.K. Fucking existed before that. For a joke, he got canceled for jerking off in front of people. Yeah, but who the fuck doesn't jerk off in front of people? Oh well, all the time. Back in the day, I'm doing it right now. Just telling you, that's how they got him. It wasn't any joke. He said all the crazy shit. Well, what I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, these comedians, they meet up, they say all the jokes that don't work on stage. They know they don't work on stage. They know that they're only funny to other comedians. And the stuff that's funny to other comedians from comedians is fucking so much funnier than the shit that regular people think is fucking funny to me. But <laughs> that's a bit of an algorithm there. <laughs> it's an algorithm. <laughs> your mother shudder. <laughs> but um You're trying to eat. I don't like it. Uh, I, I, I've met up with groups of comedians. I've met up with groups of like six comedians and Circle just the it. way that we talked to each other was deplorable. Like we should have been arrested for everything that we were saying. It was disgusting and terrible, but it was so much fucking fun. It was hilarious. And that's what this show is. That's what this show is. They say the most incredibly unforgivable, disgusting fantastically hilarious fucking things all right so check out uh andrew schultz inside how many, jokes how many tentacles would you give it if you had to give it a real oh answer? god if i could give it uh tentacles um via offense probably uh, out of how many five so six but if you want to go you can go above and beyond to eight if they're i'll give it five five tentacles fivers okay Stiffening. Point one. Absolutely stiffening. Nice. Huh? Right. Huh? Uh, Sorry. All right. Hello, creatures uh, of the night. I am Maher. I am a mother of three. Uh, and today, mm. I will be talking about Overlord. And yes, I am <coughs> loose. Okay. Do you, uh, do you lactate? Uh, I do lactate. And oh, every Jesus. time I do jumping jacks, I pee a little bit. I can't stop burping. I'm sorry. All right. Carbonation. That's hot. So. Alcoholism. Overlord. It's an anime. I would say it's a fantastic anime. I've watched like four episodes of it. It's fabulous. I'll pitch you the concept. Here we go. Overlord. So. It's about. It's about. Our main character is a man who plays a video game called Yggdrasil, which is uh, the Norse word for, you know, the tree of life. Uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar with it because every single white bitch and their fucking mom gets it as a tattoo on their back. It hurts. <clears throat> and so this, uh, this game, Yggdrasil, it's a classic Dungeons & Dragons style MMORPG where... Every character has their own race, class, specialty, uh, ability, and, you know. So, how it goes is this guy, this this game, Yggdrasil, is, is shutting down. It's done. It's at the end of its life cycle. Um, it's the last day of the game's existence. They're going to shut down the servers completely because they can't no keep it up playing. anymore. Nobody's playing. They can't keep it up anymore. And so there's a clan. There's a clan that's the best clan in the game, the strongest clan in the game, the most try-hard clan in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the strongest clan in the game. Okay, no. The one remaining member of that clan is a a guy whose whose in-game character's name is is Momonga. 
M O M O N G A. Momonga. Can figure out. It's just a goofy name. <laughs> it's a video game. Yeah. Everybody makes goofy usernames. There's a username <laughs> called Touch Me. There's a username. Called yes, there is Touch Me. <laughs> yeah, there's very very interesting usernames in this game. And so this this man, uh, an obbied as well. He's the the very proud owner of the clan, the clan of Ein's Olgoon, which is a, a weird name once again, but it makes it unique because it's not something you've heard before. And he vows to stay on the game until the timer completely runs out. So it's the last 24 hours of the game's life cycle, and he wants to stay for the full 24 hours. So he's sitting in his throne room, just watching the timer go down, and he thinks, you know, maybe, maybe I'll mess with some of my NPC's settings before the timer runs out. No. <laughs> and so he's, you know, he's giving his NPC's commands, he's telling them where to go, and to bow, and to do this, and to do that, and he changes one of the NPC's kind of uh, personality trait to be deeply... And unfallibly, I, I would say madly in love. Madly with him. in love with him. Oh God! Okay. And then the timer zeroes out, and his eyes open. He didn't realize what he was doing, though. Yeah, he really doesn't. And nothing changed. That he didn't. He didn't get logged out. He didn't. He can't open any menus. You know, he's trying to bring down the menu. It's kind of like a VR game where you are your character. Okay. He's trying to bring down the menu. Can't do it. Can't click any buttons, can't give any commands, and his NPCs start talking to him on their own. And he soon realizes that, he's that he is in the game permanently, and there is no way for him to return to being immortal on Earth. So were, were, were the NPCs able to talk to him before? No, so it worked how a regular video game does. They won't talk to you unless you talk to them. Like, you have to interact with them to be able to speak to them. Um, but once they started speaking on their own, he noticed that it was an abnormality, and he thought it might be a bug, but then realized that this it is It was his, different than is, the game. Yeah. This did is, all the changes he make apply? They did. So oh, jeez. Immediately, <laughs> immediately. Oh, boy. Immediately, he notices that this anime waifu-looking girl with a large, <laughs> nicely racked chest is madly in love with him. Madly well, yeah, in love he didn't them. notice it. He fucking did it. I love, so, I love tits. In order to test this theory, he propositions to grab her breast, to which she obviously replies, yes, please. To, to, preface, to preface why this man has so much powers, he's the leader of this clan. He is the absolute ruler, the most powerful character in the game. He's max level, has so, everything, knows everything about the game. What, is he, what does he look like? Oh, well, he's a, so the funny thing is he's not a dude. He's not your typical superhero brown hair, square face, you know, sly yet sexy man. He ain't, he ain't Chris Evans. He's he ain't, he ain't Captain America. Skeleton mage death lord and he's quite <laughs> menacing. He's kind of an anti-hero in a sense that he doesn't really do what's absolute good. He just does what's better for him strategically. So if humans die, humans die, whatever. He doesn't feel for humans anymore because he's now he does no longer a human. He's the so, character. So he become so he became the character. He became the character. The personality traits of yep. the character. Yep. Um 
And so can he use all his powers and he stuff? He can. He can. He can use every single item. This gets this gets further accentuated throughout the anime, which is why it gives me such a fucking stiff boner. Like the veins of my cock just It's actually it's a, it is fantastic. I'm like I'm like 4 episodes in and it's fucking Yeah. Fucking fabulous. He can use every single bit of equipment, and he will. And he will, which is the coolest thing. Is it doesn't just sit in a relic room or a treasure chest forever and to never be even dwelled on. It he uses it like he uses all the That's equipment so that he's That's acquired so throughout his years. I have a lot to look forward to. Indeed, indeed, to further his goal. And what's that goal? To essentially conquer the world of Yggdrasil as a general of his own armies. Man, the world has no idea what's coming. They were so they were in their own world, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then he leaves the world, right? Yes. Okay. The place that he dwells, the the hub world of his clan, is called the Great Tomb of Nazarick. He's in there, and there's many, many floors. There's, I believe, nine now, floors. That, that many, was many, many, he, many, he many. was he was just <laughs> used to the many, many floors of yeah. that world. Exactly. He never and really now, had. And to now, leave. now that it's fucking real. The reason he never He's really leaving. left is because all of the adventurers of the game of, of Yggdrasil would just go to the tomb of Nazarick because he was known as the most powerful player in the game. And if you conquered his clan and, and, and beat everybody, you would get the absolute most powerful loot you possibly could. And so oh, now there's everybody no... would just flock to him. And now, oh, now that this game is reality, none of the previous players are in the game. And the world of Yggdrasil it has basically taken on the flow of just an everyday society nobody really is expecting well it kind of it kind of sounds like he's just gonna go ape shit ahead and and show up to these towns that have none of the actual players that are playing there and he's He's just gonna regular people kill all the civilians or be like hey do you want to work for me uh, but why would they work for him? It's just, they're just regular people. That's the interesting thing. Is There's a certain uncertainty of being in a video game that you know everything about. Is Are there other players like me? You know what, can, what is everybody capable of? So he doesn't just go and conquer and spread his name like rash in a rash manner. Like It's very strategic and, and it's very, very interesting. It adds much more depth to the plot because he's not just an overpowered anti-hero who's conquering whatever he wants and doing whatever he wants he thinks there's other people he disguises himself as an adventurer um a very powerful adventurer nonetheless the highest ranking adventurer you can possibly be because he's not going to undercut himself and be like a goblin slayer but he disguises himself as an adventurer so that he can appeal to humans his goal is to to learn more about why the world is what it is and why he's stuck in it and in doing so, he creates dilemmas and he makes friends with humans, um, even though he himself is, again, a skeleton lord, death lord, absolutely menacing. And most times, unless it's somebody he completely trusts, he goes out disguised. But I just think the most amazing thing is watching him use all of the spells and knowledge and like strategy and something that's even cooler is, is just, you know, being a person who plays video games myself, you know, that that appeals to me a lot. Yeah, I, could see, how it, I, I could see how it would appeal. And yeah. it's just a very strange concept because it's very, everything very becomes real. It's very, very interesting. There's a point in the anime, it's quite later on, but there's a point where an opponent actually arises 
from within his own tomb. One of the NPCs happens to be a little rebellious. Ah, um, a dick. Somebody from his <clears throat> own tomb arises. Oh, please don't tell me who it is. is or do. I, won't I don't tell care. You, I won't tell you who it is, but in order to defeat her, you know, he's strategizing and using all of these magical artifacts and spells like uh, enhanced fire resists times 20 and all this crap and it's just so so yeah. unbelievably yeah. cool absolutely and he just in order to defeat this person he's cycling through all of the legendary weapons that he's acquired how does he um, so does he just grab him out of chest since there's no man so there? he enchants these little wooden slabs like they're little wooden toothpicks basically they're they're a little thicker obviously they're like no, uh, oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I wish my girlfriend would say that about me. She won't. Oh, yeah, like- she doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> oh, Great, I'm alone. Lucky. I'm so alone. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna die alone. Oh, All right, yeah. uh, so toothpicks. He enchants. They're like popsicle sticks. That's the thickness and width of them. So they're they're like popsicle sticks. All right, make it them. even thicker. That's fine. He enchants them with like runes, right? And these runes basically allow him to put the weapons in, that he wants to bring into battle with him into the stick so that at any point during the fight them. he snaps the stick in half and the weapon just materializes into his hand and so he just cycle he's cycling through all these legendary weapons of the players that can never ever his the friends that he had in real life the connections wow. he made the people that were in his clan that he loved so dearly that played with him every single day he cycles through their weapons and their past, and you get to discover things about them. And he's just able to do that, and he just can do it—the snap of a pops a that popsicle stick. Sick. Huh. And he's you're you're getting to know like, you know like that is fucking how awesome. he got to where he is. Like you get to see little flashbacks of why he's so powerful and how it makes sense. And it's not as if you know like he beats yeah, but he's still so fucking alone in this world. Exactly. Sadly enough, he never bangs the girl that he coded in to make her in love with him you never you don't see oh, it oh sadly no you don't see it they no do, they, sadly no he's just a pussy never bangs it well because he he's all bones her. I mean the only coded it I don't know. Well, fucking, I would still throw my bone in there anyways. If he can make a popsicle stick summon a sword, I'm pretty sure he can magic himself up a penis. Maybe put some flesh on his body. Maybe Maybe put some flesh. Maybe. At least around the penis. Maybe. That would be super weird. Could you imagine an entire skeleton? An entire skeleton with just a flesh penis. I like flesh penises. I I like skeleton penises. You know, another thing that that really is is awesome to me is he doesn't just go off as this overpowered fucker and do everything on his own. Uh, he's kind of like a war general where he strategically placing his units and he actually utilizes his his NPCs throughout the story and you get a little bit of each one of their personality. Like there are these battle maids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Skimpy outfits. It's okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree with this. I agree yeah. with this. And he's not—he's not overpowering at all. And I mean, when I watched it with you, uh, he seemed kind of very timid. He's very. Mm, as soon him, as he knew he was in the fucking real shit, gaming shit, he was like, "I'm a master, fucking kill everybody." As soon as he knew he was in the real shit, he became. Yeah, he's timid. very, very modest, and he's it happens very, very quick. And very, very quick. Very slow and methodical, very modest. Um, but one of the coolest things what? is... I is, saw that. 
he kind of employs the NPCs as like pawns in a chess game where he, he'll send them out to do tasks. And because he's so overpowered and, and so it's amazing in, in all that he's accomplished during his time playing the game, his NPCs are obviously uh, in love with very, him. very, very, very... No, not necessarily, but they're very... They, they obey him to his every command, but the, the biggest thing is very powerful themselves. Like, they're high-level NPCs. They're end-game NPCs that can accomplish any task that you give them and conquer most foes that they're put against. Okay. Um, and so there's this one guy who just looks boring. You know, his, his name is uh, Sebas, and he's a, a butler. Just, just a butler in a black suit uh, with gray hair. He's an old guy like Alfred from Batman. And they bear much in common. Uh, they're, very, they're both very proper and very... British. British and very... Butlers have to be British. It's just a rule. Yeah, however, uh, there is an arc in which a friend of, of Momonga's <clears throat> becomes captured. Somebody that is not necessarily his friend, but that is a resource to him. Is because he doesn't feel emotions as a skeleton death lord. He views humans as more it's of just a, someone is high a value. resource. It's a high value someone of high value. Person. Correct. Um, Some dumb cunt. And so he sends Sebas over there to retrieve this young man. And let's just say... He fucks shit up. Uh, he fucks shit up. That <laughs> um, is very gory. None of it is censored. People's heads are disintegrated. Ah, uh, has the sensitized. Boring, the boring battle. Bit on back light. He really gets in there and starts tearing shit up, and it's nice. very badass. Everything in this show is badass. Once you get far enough, massacring twenty thousand people for the sake of striking fear into one nation's heart is uh, light work for Mamonga. And so I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I started the show via Maher. Two days, two days ago? Yeah, it was two days. Two days ago? Kind of obsessed. I love it so much. I love it. It's fantastic. I can't wait to watch more of it. What's it on? It's on Verve. It's on, I think, Crunchy Hulu. Roll, probably. Yeah, Crunchyroll. I ha- I've already seen the whole thing, which is why my cock is so hard for being able to watch it is again. Is it done? No, oh. which is the coolest thing. Is It's not actually three, done. Three seasons. There's going to be another one, though? Three seasons with a lot of high-quality content. Is there going to be another one? Of course. Of I'm going to be loud. Absolutely. I will it's fucking in, no, scream. It's in production. It's We're chilling. We're chilling. Okay. What would you rate it? I would rate it a solid... Seven out of six. I would rate it six out of six tentacles with a bonus arm in there for grabbing them my fat fucking cock and stroking it. When I you see this show, absolute plantation. When I see this show, I just can't handle myself. My balls twitch and tingle, and I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a beautiful show. It's absolutely fucking sounds, fantastic. Sounds interesting. It is so fucking good. It is so good. All right, you motherfuckers, get ready to grab your headphones tight because we're leaving. <laughs> Hugs and kisses from uh, my hand, Chris, and I, Andy. Okay. We're all going to die. Keep your it's going to be fine. Not. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. It's 2020 fine. is not going to be all that bad. Well. We're all going to die.